0: Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. We all have to seem to have that inner critic inside our heads. I have a committee, the itty-bitty, shitty committee. You know what I mean, begging voice, or voices in my case, that knocks us down and drags us down the road of self-sabotage and self-neglect. A strong, positive sense of self-esteem is your first step to anything you wish to accomplish. Discover who you truly are, that gorgeous, talented, fabulous woman who deserves recognition and unconditional love? You know, the most beautiful thing any woman can wear is confidence. Here on Confidence and Bloom with the Divas That Care Network, I, Tina Solatini, speak with women living in their own self-confidence about who they truly are, how they found themselves, and how they care for themselves. Today I'm speaking with Michelle. Michelle is an unofficially certified lifter-upper mother, entrepreneur, mentor, and ruthless popcorn addict. Her story is not unlike your own. She has fallen down, had doors slammed on her face, battled self-doubt, and had to start over and over. How are you so dang positive is a question she gets asked frequently. Listen in as she shares how she sustains her joy and positivity, not only when life is good, but also during the bad and the ugly. Come, Michelle. Hello. And how are you?
1: I'm doing good. I'm, I'm feeling sunny. Uh, you know, as like the title says, it, the sunny mind is present, which is good. It seems to be my default mode most times, although I'm not perfect. So I feel like I'm in a, a great space and I'm really, first of all, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited that I
0: get to share some perspectives with
1: your listeners.
0: I'm super excited. I am super excited because I love, how you have no reason for feeling joy at every moment. You find, like you, not that you don't have reason, we all have reason, but you don't have to, like, have it right in front of you. It it doesn't have to be apparent and obvious to you. So tell me, where do you call home? I'm in Calgary,
1: Alberta, Canada.
0: And what keeps you busy most days?
1: Well, being a mom, I'm a... I, I was a single mom for years, but, um, I have my,
0: my 12 year old daughter,
1: one week on, one week off. I'm also, uh, an entrepreneur. I have an amazing partner. Um, and I just, I, I'm 40, so I like to do a little bit of slow pitch. I used to be doing volleyball. I'd like to get back to that. So, but my biggest passion is people. I just love people. I like to be around people all day. I'm an extrovert, for sure. <laughs>
0: I have to relate with that. I love being around people. I love it. I don't know what it is. Even if I'm not doing the talking, you know, like I just I can go sit in a co- coffee shop, and as long as it's full of people, I am in. I'm in my joy.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm curious about people.
1: I really like. I I always think to myself, like, what what's going on in their day, you know, or if someone doesn't look happy, what happened in their day? And and even if I'm not talking to them either, I'm kind of like that too. I guess I'm a, am I a stalker or a people watcher? I don't know. Maybe it's just
0: people watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a stalker if you like to obsess about it, I think. <laughs> Okay, that's that's actually, that leads me to a question. Do you go up to people when you see, like, if if they look like they're not having a good day, do you go up to them and ask them what's happening in your life today? I don't, I don't usually, unless it's somebody close to me. I don't, because I don't really want
1: to, like, okay, so if someone came and asked me, I think I might be taken aback that a perfect stranger would do that, even though, love people so much that I do want to help them and I want to understand, I can see that somebody might be like, whoa, stranger danger. (laughs) Who are you and why are you asking me these questions? But I'll tell you what I do do. Oh, I just said do do. I do believe in random acts of complimenting. And so I want to make people's day. So here's a really, can I tell a little story? Do you have a little time? Of course, please. (laughs) So my daughter, when she was about five, Um, like, I believe one of the biggest gifts we can give to our children is being a role model of positivity and joyfulness and kindness. And um, we were at Starbucks one time, and I thought, you know, I bring my laptop to a little work, and she had her cute little purple and pink kids computer with her. And, um, and so we're sitting facing each other at Starbucks, and she has seen me do random acts of complimenting all her life. It's just kind of who I've been. And so um, there was this lady who was dressed fairly sharp, fixing up her coffee. And uh, Sula, five years old, remember? She's like, I'll be right back. like, where is my child going? <laughs> well, she gets out of her seat, walks up to the lady and says, I really like your outfit today. And the lady was just beside herself. She clutched her chest. She leaned down towards this little girl and was like, oh, my goodness, thank you. That made my day. And I just it cost us nothing just to be kind to people and tell them how great they are. So yesterday I'm at Superstore, um, our big grocery store, and I was at the meat counter. And as soon as I came up to the meat counter, there was a different girl there, and she was just like the joy, like the happiness, like radiated off of her as she spoke to me. I didn't even look at her yet. I was looking at my list. And after she finished serving me, I said, I have to pay you an honest compliment. And she's like, okay, like surprise. And I said, you know, with customer service, it's so easy for you to just go about your day and just do the thing. But I said, the moment I walked up, you could tell there's a joy and a positivity about you. And I just wanted to say that it was obvious and I really appreciate it. She's like, oh, my goodness, thank you. And so, I, and it leaves you feeling good. I think joy begets joy. Don't you think so? Like, it's so 100%. simple to do that. Yeah, It's so simple to do that. And so I walked away with a little bounce in my step because I made her day. So that's something I think is so important to role model, that's not just for our kids, but, like, other people. You know, maybe now she'll go and do that to someone else, right? And so I'm trying to perpetuate it. Um, that's and awesome. So I, was, I love that. I, was, I wasn't always joyful like this. Like, I, I mean, I was happy. I've always been a happy person. I don't think anybody would ever accuse me of being a negative person. But I think, at, like, okay, so can I scroll back a little in time? Please. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to, it was, um, well, 2015, I had separated from my daughter's father and became a single mom for a period of time, of years, Um But there was a lot going on in 2017 that was really quite hard. And so um, my dad was diagnosed with dementia. He was, you know, my parents had been married for 63 years. They were in, you know, two provinces away. And I was flying back and forth to kind of help out and stuff. And so he wasn't going to be coming home anymore. That was in June of 2017. Also, the business I was in at that time for nine and a half years was sliding, but I couldn't figure out why. And so that was pretty hard income-wise. And then three weeks after my dad was uh, not to ever go home again, my business closed on a five-minute call. (laughs) So talk about, like, door slamming in your face, single mom, no income. Um, And I just felt really like this heaviness. And so without getting too far into the details of what happened next, it was almost like I was given the gift of joy. And it's like in an awareness of my joy. And so, you know, it's nice to say like, oh, that's great for her that she just has this joy. But it's a mindset, a muscle. And I think any gift you get has to be developed. So, it, but it just became normal to me to feel joyful and share that joy. And I don't think I've said the word joy as many times in my life as I've said it in the last five and a half years. But it's perpetual. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not always up. I'm human. I'd be like completely, um, alien, I think, if I wasn't down sometimes. And I'll share a little bit about my, my strategy for that later. But, um, but I feel like I've developed this muscle and I have this sunny perspective most of the time. So, you know, when I see something great, I like to kind of like the compliments. I like to just compliment somebody or say something great about them or well, this is complimenting, but I like to lift others up, encourage others. I want others to feel as great as I do in that way. So yeah. So I'm kind of like rambling there, but um, I think it started from like way back. My mom, my mom had (laughs) had this thing. She said it probably only once and it was You know, the reason I, because she's 89 now, the reason I'm so, you know, good for my age, I think, is because I've always been the person that when I'm happy, I laugh. When I'm sad, I cry. When I'm angry, I yell. And it's not like she was a banshee or anything. But, you know, you you lift the lid off the pot and you don't, like, shove those emotions down. She just would, she was very authentic. She still is very authentic. She's still so fun. She would laugh at herself. And I have to go back to our... Uh, call So for the people listening, so I met Tina on a video call, and I had these signs behind me, grateful, thankful, blessed, and they kept falling off the wall. I had just put them up there because I wanted it to look nice. <laughs> And they kept falling down. You know, you hear a crinkle, and the sign would kind of tip. And I, and I could have been mortified, like, "Oh my gosh, this lady, this like, what is going on?" But I just we laughed, didn't we? It was so funny. Oh my gosh. it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> and then one hits the deck, and that just I lost it at that point because it totally hit the floor. Um, but not taking yourself too seriously. Sometimes we get sort of stuck. And we're worried about what other people think. And then that perpetuates this negative feeling. And um, I think it's been a long journey of not worrying about what other people think. I think that's a big one for people to sustain your positivity and joy is get out of people's heads. Get out of their heads. And your own. And your own, right? And your own. Just flow. Just Just enjoy. That's a hard one. I'll be, I'm authentically honest when I say I struggle with it too, but I think we're normal. I think that's very normal to struggle with that kind of thing. So do you mind if I share a few things that I that, that work for me that I've noticed that I do to kind of keep this feeling
0: and this sense about me? Oh, my goodness. You don't have to ask. Please, that's what <laughs> you want to know. How do you do this? <laughs> <it? laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so like I was saying, it's a muscle. It's uh, any anything like anything you have that's a gift or a skill or a talent, whatever, it, it's not, it needs developing. And I didn't set out to intentionally develop it. And so when when you asked me to speak on this, I had to, you know, it was a really good exercise to think about who am I and what do I do that just comes naturally to me now. Probably didn't come naturally before. Um There was somebody, uh, Rachel Hollis was on um, a podcast with John C. Maxwell, who is an amazing leadership guru. He's so incredible. Um, But she was, they were talking and she said, most of the time people look at others and there's this comparitis and they look at people and they see people sitting on a mountaintop of success when really they're sitting on a mountaintop of failure. And I'm like, boom, mic drop. (laughs) Right? So uh, I had to work on it but I made it, I I made the choice. I I really, when I, um, I have a large organization and I train on the word decide and the power of making an intentional decision and making it non-negotiable. And so not, you know, eliminating negativity was a big deal. Like I try to eliminate it and um, keep it out of my circle, keep it out of my environment. So um, like with, the people you're around, like who, we always hear, who are the people you hang around with most? You're going to become the sum average of those people. That's really a big thing. I don't think that we take that seriously enough sometimes. You know, we have that one negative friend who has some things to work on herself or his self, but but we tend to keep them close because we care so much about them. And I'm not saying you push them away, but we don't have boundaries sometimes. And we allow that to knock us back, knock us down. So you want to make sure the majority of people in your circle, in your environment, are they're winning at what you want to win at. Activity, if that's business, if that's parenting, if that's you know playing baseball, whatever it is you want, that's important. Like keep those people around you that are are kind of looking in the same direction you are, and they're they're positive, um, joyful people. I feel like it's so important that we protect our joy and our positivity. Like, you have It's, like, sacred. Sacred. Because the way the world can be, sometimes, it's so easy
0: to fall into that negativity trap, isn't it? Like, it's oh, so... Especially right now. Like, in the world we're living in right now, it's so easy. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I feel that we have to protect
1: it. And we have to seek it. Seek it and protect it. And so... <laughs> Like, I know my daughter, like, I, (laughs) I've always got a positive word. I'm so big on mindset with my team and with, you know, people. And I'm always about flipping it to positive and that. And I'll always, you know, she'll talk about somebody that, you know, at school or whatever, that being a certain way. And uh, she may listen to this later and and she'll probably roll her eyes again. But, you know, I'll always be like, well, (laughs) of course she will. But, you know, you know you don't know what's going on. Like for an example, um, I shared this with you and and I laugh when I say it, but I should just say we were at a store, but I think it's funnier to say it. I was at the getting some wine from the liquor store um one time. Um but anyway, Sula was with me and we were there was a person in front of us who was really quite rude to the the checkout person there. And when we got back in the car, I think she was probably like Thick, something like that and she's in the back seat and she was quiet for a little bit and we started to drive she goes mom that that guy was really rude and I said yeah he was kind of rude wasn't he um I said but we don't know what's happening in his day we don't know if maybe he just got fired or we don't know if somebody passed away or we we just don't know there could be something going on in his life that's making him feel bad not that it's an excuse for poor behavior but we just don't know so let's give him grace and that's always my thing because I'd rather not sit and dwell on thinking that somebody is bad or mean or rude or it doesn't serve me. So one of the things is you gotta choose what serves your joy and your good your good feeling. So I've taught her that. So she always, you know, like as she's growing up, she's like, um, you're like all this stuff doesn't work with me and I'm like, Just let your mother finish. Let it I know it's going in. I know something's going in. <laughs> Just Let me say my piece. But it's starting to come out. Like, I see her kindness and I see her positivity as much as you could expect from a 12 year old, right? It's starting to come and, um, and, but it's because it's been, I'm modeling it for her. But anyway, first we have to start with ourselves, right? So there are some people. Now, this is maybe not going to make some people happy, but there are going to be people you, that you're just outgrowing. And it doesn't mean you're not going to be friends with them. But if you have big dreams and goals or a vision for your life, that's positive and you're on an upward trajectory, you will probably find that there are crabs in the bucket who don't like that you're leaving your box they've put you in. And you're going to have to acknowledge that you might be outgrowing an aspect of that person. and And you have to kind of come to terms with that, right? Like, you know, we may have had friends when we were younger that we got into trouble with or you know we it was party central and or whatever the situation was and you know as we've kept in touch with them as we get older um they kind of expect that with us but if we're leveling up we kind of have to let go of some of that friendship just pieces of it not entirely but um anyways but that's part of protecting it right protecting it yeah. if it doesn't serve the positivity and the joy and it's serving the negativity and and whatever the opposite it's not necessarily a good thing um you want to be around people who believe in you people who believe in you who are positive they're like-minded maybe like i said before you're going in the same direction um or you you have the same sort of thinking and mindset um right social media let's talk social media <laughs> okay i can do, a whole, I do I have a, do a, a, a comment
0: though be- just whole yeah. story, michelle before we go that, okay. I just want to make a comment about what you're saying about with your friends and outgrowing them. If you cannot grow together, you tend to grow apart. That's right. Yeah, Same.
1: Yeah, same I like that way. That, that's a good way of phrasing it. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, social media, um, I could do a, a whole nother talk on that one, but because I'm in that space in my business, but I don't know if people know this, but like I hear from people sometimes, Ugh, social media is just so negative. Like it's just so negative. I just had to leave Facebook because it's just so negative. And I'm like, it is. Like <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that. I don't have that on Facebook. I don't have that on social media. I don't have that on TikTok or anywhere else. I just it's not negative. But there's a reason for that. So I'm gonna like share something that people may not know that might help them with that because. Like, my mom's 89, and she's on Facebook. Play all day on there, but she loves being able to see what's going on in my life, my sister, her relatives, friends, things like that. It can be a super positive space. But um, there's something called algorithms. What you pay attention to on your social media, what you comment on, what you watch, the algorithms figure that out, and they give you more of that. So when I was saying joy begets joy, if I'm looking for positive, happy, I'm making positive comments, I'm building relationship with good people that I really like, you know, and, and spreading happiness and taking in happiness from them, guess what happens to your news feed?
0: You curate it.
1: Yep. Exactly. It comes back to you. What you give, you get, literally, with the algorithm. So if you find that Facebook is super negative, check your friends, check who you're following, who you're commenting on, that kind of thing, because you can curate your news feed to be positive. So I'm always shocked when I hear that. And I've done it that way because I've like specifically worked at it that way, because that's what I want. I want it to feed my joy, not suck my joy, you know? Um, and so, and for me, like I want to be a fountain, not a drain as well. So if I want to give goodness. I have to put goodness in. Garbage in, garbage out. Goodness in, goodness out. That's how I kind of look at it. Um, even in my love team that. chat. Thank you. In my team chat, even, like, I think they understand you have to set standards and boundaries for yourself with people. Like, they understand that this is a place for encouragement and positivity, um, not for complaining and negativity. You come to me privately, because I don't want to paint the well. I don't want anybody poisoning the well of, of this culture that we've created in there. So I think it's important that you have to pay attention to these things and you have to set those boundaries and expectations for your family, for your friends, for whoever you interact with that you teach people how to treat you and you're gonna help them understand that you are a positive person and there's no real room for negativity, complaining, talking about people behind their back, things like that. You you have to set those standards for yourself and then the last I one love is, that. thank you. Yeah. The last thing is news. I don't watch the news. Everything I learn a- about, what, yeah, about what's going on in the world, I learned from my news feed. Honestly, if there's something big going on, I'm going to get the Apple notification or whatever, but I usually swipe it off um, because it's not feeding my my positivity. And so I I don't really care to hear it. And maybe that makes me a bit of a Pollyanna where I'm like, you know, I only want the good, the positive, right? And I know it drives people crazy, maybe, and I don't care that I'm I'm eternally positive. I'm like that sunny mind is the default mode. That I'm right. I mean, gonna if, if someone's gonna feel negative or say something negative, I take a moment and I try to help them flip it. So that we can find, like, something good may come from this. We don't know. We don't know. This may be serving a bigger purpose. Like, I don't know. All the listeners will have, you know, maybe you have your own faith beliefs. Like, I believe in God. But whatever you believe or whatever you trust in, I believe that all things are working for my good. And I did a training on this. And it was, you know, we kind of, I hammered on this point that if you focus on, oh, woe is me, and, you know, why does this always happen to me? Like that's not going to serve you. You're going to, you're going to spiral down. And sometimes when we're spiraling down, I feel like you need to put a big old stick in the spoke and stop the wheel and deaden its tracks and change that because then you can start to spiral up. But um, there's a thing that life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. So, if something happens that's hard, I I will be honest, I will, I'll cry. I'll have like a day or two, maybe sometimes depending on what it is, but I'm like, I'm kind of bummed. I, I say I'm blue. I feel kind of blue today. Sometimes it's a Navy blue, you know, but I feel darker, but, <laughs> but it's like, why is this happening for me? What is this? What is something? So again, this is something that like my daughter would roll her eyes and that's okay. I love you, Sula, if you're listening, but, um, but, like, we look at this and go, you know, this, this you going through this may serve somebody else or it may even serve you down the road that you ended up with some awareness and some knowledge. Like, we can all think of an example of something that's happened in our lives that it was really quite hard, but something great came later. So I always have faith that it's something's happening for a different purpose that I can't see. And that helps me also with my joy and positivity because I keep that. And as far as door slamming in your face, watch for the window. It may not come right away, but watch for the window. Because like when my company closed almost six years ago on that five minute call, I was I, I was it was shocking. It's shocking. I'm like, what the heck am I gonna do now? And then a window opens. And I think part of that is because It was brought to my across my desk because of who I am as well. They believed in me. I I had surrounded myself with people who believed in me in the past. I was a joyful, happy person, you know, encouraging, supportive. And so it was brought back to me, that big window that was bigger than the door opened up. And if a door won't open, we've all heard this maybe, maybe that's not your door. And we have to learn to kind of say, okay, maybe something else is coming along. Maybe something's on its way. And I just have to have patience and rest calmly in in a peaceful mindset about that. It's hard, man. I've had to work on that one a lot, a lot. And personal development is really what's helped me get there. So um, I'd say personal development for people listening, if you do 10 to 20 minutes of some kind of personal development a day, it's
0: going to start to change your world.
1: Do you do anything like that? I'm sure you do, Cina, because you're always do I do, do, I podcasts, do. And that's, but, that's,
0: Yeah, and that's also part of my... My job outside of the podcast is uh, self-love coaching. So tell Love me, it. what kind of, um, of a routine then do you have that includes your personal development? Well, the best time I find to listen for me, uh,
1: and I always encourage people, find a routine that really works for you. Because once you start doing personal development, it becomes a bit of an addiction you you get hungry for more and you see the changes happening in your mindset and in the outcomes of things and so it becomes addictive right you want more of it it feels good it, it it's all goodness so for me i've gotten into a routine of going to the gym 4 days a week first thing in the morning um and it like i put something in my ear i put i won't even list i've got like i'll even just go to youtube like i said um and just like Um, there's, I think, laws of attraction coaching, motiversity. You can even just look up, like, positive motivation or uh, positivity, anything. You can, like, search on podcasts, like, everywhere. You can just find things, listen to something um, that is in that direction while I'm working out. And I don't know the science behind this. I could be just making it up. But I understand. I've, I've come to understand, there is some kind of connection between when you're exercising and you're listening to motivational, inspirational things. I don't know what that connection is, but I'll tell you what, I know it works. It's almost like you don't hear every word that is said, but your subconscious does. And things like the the more you put it in there, the more you want to put it in there, and the more it starts to manifest outward. So that's my routine. I'll put something on. I'll listen to it while I'm working out. And if sometimes it's funny. People must think, wow, she is so inefficient at the gym because I'll be listening to a real hot podcast. <laughs> and, and I have to stop, put my weights down and, like, make notes in my phone because I'm like, ooh, that's good. Ooh, that's good. I want to pass that on. So there's another point is pass on the things you learn. Pass on the good messages that you hear because there's we shouldn't keep it to ourselves. Like, pay it forward. Pass it on. Because it could impact somebody else, just like it impacted me, right? That's, so right? that's Exactly. Yeah. Or if you're driving, listen to it while you're driving, or listen to it while you're cooking dinner, or getting ready in the morning, or whatever. Do you have a Do you have a routine with it?
0: Yes, I do. What's your routine? Can I ask? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm looking of course. for other ideas so- of how to insert it? Right, and so, like, the podcasts I um, often listen to, like, when I come out of the shower and I'm, you know, doing my hair and my makeup and getting myself ready for the date. That's when I like to listen to my podcasts. Um, But I also do, like, like I have a regular self-care routine that includes, um, like, a self-care or, excuse me, a personal development reading. I I like to read the books. And then I include journaling right? As along with like the, the stretching and like a little bit of yoga every morning, just to feel in my body and to feel grounded. And it, it just helps me to take on the day. Nice. That's and a great I do that Usually in the morning, like it all happens in the morning. Yeah.
1: It sets our day up for success, doesn't
0: it? For sure. 100%.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's what I do. I don't like those try. If I say I'm going to go to the gym in the
0: afternoon, it ain't happening. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff it. has to be done first thing. Otherwise, yeah. uh, you find excuses to not go. That's right. Um, another thing I was going to say, too, is um, I have a mindset of
1: uh, I don't, I never lose, I win or I learn. That's the Nelson Mandela. Um, and that one has sort of been a, a lighthouse for me for many years, I think. Um, it's guided me to, I guess, grow and develop into a leader, a better leader. Helped me have more success in my career. Um, but I've just become, I think, an all around better human. Like, because you look at things and I kind of was mentioning it where I don't win or lose, I win or learn. Like, what's where's the learning in this? Where's the lesson? Oh, Sula hates that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's because she's twelve. When she I gets to be our age, she'll be like, I get it and I love it. <laughs>
1: It's like, why is there always a lesson? Kids don't always need a lesson. I know. I recognize that. But it's a default. Again, it's a default for me. Um, but always looking for where's the learning? Where's the lesson? What can I take from this? Is much better than that sucks. And just sitting with it as that sucks. If you pile a whole bunch of learnings and lessons versus a whole bunch of that sucks, you're going to have a much better outcome in life, I think. So, 100%. Yeah. um, The one thing I wanted to share to kind of like, you know, I and then if we have any more, you know, if we keep talking over this, it's up to you. I know there's time limit, but um there's sort of a, here's a tool, not a, like a literal tool, but like an idea, a, a concept for people that they could use to work on um, coming back from things that are hard or bothersome or a worry or whatever. Um so being a normal human, like I said, we all have our pity parties. I do too. Um, I call it like a worry web. You know, we, we our minds build a worry web, which, as we all know, serves absolutely no purpose. Worrying accomplishes nothing. It doesn't add days to our lives. Oh, I love this quote. Um, it is, uh, worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows. It empties today of its strength. And I'm trying to think, Pen Ten Boom, I think is the name. Yeah, something like, I think that's who said it. So smart. So right. Like, sitting and worrying accomplishes nothing. Nothing. So a, a very wise mentor and friend of mine, um, Justin Prince, he talked one time, probably about five years ago, I heard him talk about um, how far are you going to let yourself fall? So... People who are more successful, and I mean, there's obvious exceptions, but successful people or productive people or positive people, um, you you decide how far am I going to fall with this? So if something bad happens or whatever, the negativity comes, you're worried, instead of letting your mind build this massive web for you, which, by the way, we're the ones that get stuck in it right? The bigger we right. build this web, the more tangled and stuck we get with it. So, you know, keeping keeping it small, like how far are you going to fall down before you flatline, like before you decide that's the bottom of it, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm not going to like let this fester anymore and I'm going to move back up. Those who shorten that timeline are going to be more positive, more successful, more healthy. So, you know, how far am I going to fall? How long am I going to stay there? What am I going to do to get out of this? Shorten that. And if you can do that and mindfully do that, you'll find that you're a much more happy, joyful, successful, calm, peaceful person because you're not staying there. Don't stay there. Like you can have a pity party, but don't camp out for long term there. And flipping things. Like I call it flipping. So it's reframing. So when something happens, how how can we flip it? And <laughs> my team may be listening to this, and a few of them will probably say, "Yeah, she says it." I, and it maybe drives them crazy, but I'll be like, "How can we flip that to positive?" You know? Um, well, I you know I had uh, a customer cancel. Well, how can we flip that to positive? Well, I'm glad I got to serve them for as long as I did. It's such a simple switch, but it, if you focus on one, you can see where that will go. If you focus on the other, you can see where that will go. But it takes practice. It Again, it's a muscle. Um, and, I, and I also believe that the definition of a successful person is a person who gets up one more time, then they fall down. So, you know, always just saying, I'm going to get back up. I'm going to learn something from this. How can I change things going forward? How can I make things better next time? That kind of mentality will really set you up for success. So I wanted to share that because it's really helped me a whole lot, I think, with moving forward. And I don't know if if you know what Enneagrams are all about, but um, my girlfriend uh, is a bit of an Enneagram expert, and I'm a seven. And uh, anyone listening who understands Enneagram, we're like the butterflies of the world. (laughs) We're like flip, 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 flip from one thing to the next to the next. And we don't sit with things for very, very long. But I think it almost serves me well in those circumstances where I'm like, okay, well, we're okay. That sucks. Now, now what, where are we going? Where are we going up with this? Right? Like, let's move up from this. Let's, you know, create something good from this. And, um, and I think it really helps me a whole lot. And (laughs) I'm just a joyful person in 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 every, almost everything. Like my partner, Steve, we go on hikes and I'm like the curious person. I'm stopping and I want to look at every, little molecule of every leaf and flower and i'm curious about i wonder i wonder about this and i wonder how it does that and i, I said i'm like the wonderer <laughs> eternally my way but it's a it's a happy feeling it just it's a part of my happiness i take, i i wonder i'm in wonderment of of things so i don't know i don't know i'm kind of rambling now
0: so i'll probably let you talk <laughs> but I, I just love that you know you admitted to that Right, that mm-hmm. you're like the wonder, the wanderer, right? Like you, you, you're always wondering about something. I think that's amazing because I think like many adulthood. of us, especially in adulthood, right, once we've learned the basics of how the world works, I think we sort of just kind of go with it and don't really ponder about the little things, right? We mm-hmm. want to know now about all the new things and the big things, but it. I mean, if you really think about it, life is simple. We need to make it simple if if it's not simple.
1: Well, life is a gift. There's so many good things in it. We have to look for them. Look for them. Surround yourself. Immerse yourself in it. Bathe yourself in the little good things. We had partridges in our backyard. There was a pair of them the other day. And I'm sitting eating at our dining room table. And I'm looking at them. And I'm like, come see. Come see. Like I, I'm like a little kid that way. I want <laughs> everybody to enjoy the cute little partridges. And so that made me want to Google part- gray partridges. And well, did you know they have clutches of up to 20 eggs? That's insane. Anyway. That's
0: crazy. <laughs> but they're not big, right? They're not big. I don't think they're big. No, maybe not. Anyway, but, that's, how no, my brain that's a works. lot. <laughs> that's a lot. I have one more question for you. Yes. So I didn't ask you um, how are you so dang positive, but I think you answered that. Um but I wanna ask you <clears throat> excuse me. What is your worst habit? My worst habit, okay.
1: The first thing that comes to mind is perfectionism, which leads to procrastination. And I remember now I love my, my dear father in heaven who's looking down on me. He, he once, not even one time, he said to me several times, do it right or don't do it at all. And I feel like that kind of soaked into me. And it turns out I've discovered that I'm, when it especially comes to creative endeavors, I, I will take a long time to do them because there's something in me that feels like it needs to be perfect. Maybe it's for the opinion of others. I don't know. That's something I could do some deeper work on. But I tend to procrastinate on, on things, because I feel like I need to take a lot of time to do it. And I need to do it right and do it well. And I think that's a habit that holds me
0: back in life a bit. Yeah, you know, I, from, I, think, yeah. I think many of us have that. If When perfection is one of your uh, traits, procrastination always seems to be second in line. And I think it's because mm-hmm. if I can't do it right, I'm not going to do it. My mom used to say the same thing to me. If you can't do it right, don't do it at all, right? Hmm. So I used to say to her, fine, then I won't do it. (laughs) and (laughs) She would get more mad at me. But, you know, (laughs) because if it's not going to be good enough for you, then why would I bother, right? Yeah, yep. And I I, I don't consider myself a perfectionist, but...
1: Doing it messy. I'm trying to embrace that. I'm trying to really embrace that, Tina. The do it messy. Done is better than perfect. And, um... You know, that people don't actually, like I said, we could do a whole nother talk on it, but people don't actually think about me for that long. It's, uh sorry to offend anybody, but people are so, their minds are moving so quickly now. They don't sit and think about how perfect was that graphic or, you know, was there a spelling error? Like, three seconds later, they're on the next thing. Like, it and it's so I have to
0: remind myself that, right? It is yeah. true. You would be right. Michelle, this has been awesome. Like, you have pumped me up for the day. Like, I feel like I'm going to, like, you know, take on the world today. Yes. I, I love it. this. I love how you're so naturally positive. It just, it's, yeah, it, it's just, yeah, it's great. But I do I love do. that you added in that you do the professional or the personal development. Because I think, yeah. to some degree, we all need that, right? We all Absolutely. need to grow, but we need to, like, accept the fact that we need to grow. Yes. Yeah, yes. if you think Thank you're me. done growing, you're dying. Right. Right, Is that I I agree. I agree with that 100%. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me today. This was awesome.
1: Thank you, Tina. I appreciate you. I appreciate your your kindness and in, in taking me on for this because it could have been a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you. No, this this was great. I knew it would be as soon as I met you just tell us quickly where you're sitting your Facebook account so people can find you. michellebedard.ferguson.
1: I, I have to, like, make sure I've got that right. It might be at the bottom of the podcast description, so in case I've gotten it wrong. And then on Instagram, Instagram is um, Michelle Ferguson underscore, and that's that definitely is going to be a place where you're going to see a lot of encouragement, uplifting, um, good mindful things, mindset stuff. So if you're kind of looking to... Um, pump that side of you up a little bit. Maybe follow on Instagram especially and and, and hopefully I'll get some good value out of that. I'd love to meet some of you and send me a private message. I love talking to people, so don't be shy with me. You can tell I'm very shy, but don't be shy with me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're very shy, yes. Thank you, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) Confidence in Bloom is a celebration of self-love, a confirmation that you are an amazing, desirable, brilliant, gorgeous, Talented woman, even though you may not look like a screen star or a supermodel. The truth is, they don't even look like that. We offer unconditional love to our partners, our children, our extended family, even our pets. It's high time we got out of our own way and learned to unconditionally love ourselves. Sheets definitely does come in every shape. So if you want something to believe in, start with yourself. If you'd like to be a guest here on Confidence in Bloom and chat with me, contact me through Instagram at infobluestyling or by email at tina at infobluestyling.com or through the Divas That Care network. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course, on divasthatcare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.